So let's start by talking about the short-term opportunity that's offered by the political noise at the moment. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, we saw the best example of this uh, last week, you know, where we saw a lot of political instability coming out of the U.S. with the firing of FBI Director Comey um, and, you know, a, lo- a whole lot of uh, political noise about uh, regarding Donald Trump's future after, you know, allegedly leaking some, uh, you know, s- some uh, national security secrets to uh, the Russian ambassador. And, uh, you know, markets are reacting very negatively to that. And we saw stock markets globally losing quite a bit of momentum. Uh, you know, we saw uh, the Dow and the S&P experience their worst sell-off since September last year, um, and we saw the sell-off per- pretty much pervasive throughout the world after, uh, you know, a renewed bout of a, poli- of, of a political slump on, on, on global markets. And we've seen it time and time again over the last couple of months, you know, whether it's been uh, regarding uh, noise around the, the, the political situation in Europe and which direction the election is going in, uh, whether it be political noise in the U.S., or whether it even be political noise locally, uh, you know, where we've seen some stocks coming under pressure. But uh, ultimately, we've seen markets recover quite quickly um, off these lows. I mean, we see that happening uh, with the Trump slump as well as it's been touted now, um, where we see global markets recovering quite strongly after last week Wednesday's slump. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I think this backdrop of improved global economic growth, this backdrop of uh, really improved corporate earnings season coming through, particularly in the U.S., where we saw a really stellar uh, earnings season, where we're seeing strong top-line growth. We're seeing, uh, you know, margins being maintained, so the bottom line also being maintained. Um, and we're seeing uh, improvement in, in, in earnings growth in Europe as well, and quite a significant improvement in Europe, which is very, very encouraging, uh, you know, given how lackluster the economy has been um, ever since the end of the global financial crisis, and indication there that the, that the economy is turning and the central bank mentioning that, uh, you know, they're starting to see signs of inflation and possibly talking about tapering their QE program towards the end of the year. So, Sakina, I think this very positive uh, picture that's painted in terms of the global backdrop um, is now starting to dominate uh, the, the headlines rather than the political instability or political noise, uh, which we see, which tends to be very short-term in nature. And, uh, you know, the market's being able to see through that because the underlying data um, is, is significantly improving, you know, and I think for the first time in a long time, we're starting to see sustained growth um, in companies operating uh, and, uh, or improvement in companies operating environment, should I say, and we've seen companies fully uh, capitalize on that and, uh, you know, generating strong earnings growth, and we've seen uh, particularly strong earnings growth out of, out of the U.S. and, uh, you know, spreading across the world as well. And then Donald Trump's uh, proposed budget plan, let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, it's massive. You know, he talks about balancing the U.S. budget by 2017, or rather by 2019, you know. So I think, uh, you know, if you put this in a context, the U.S. is running a fairly substantial budget deficit at the moment, and uh, Donald Trump is proposing some fairly significant tax cuts for corporations and wealthy American individuals. So in order to balance the budget, you know, there's got to be some significant spending cuts, um, you know, that has to that have to come through. And obviously the 
spending cuts, which he's proposing, are highly controversial. You know, they come mainly to uh, in social security plans. Um, you know, and w- w- with health care remaining protected, social security uh, and, uh, and national security remaining uh, well protected in terms of zero cuts to military spending. So, I think the big thing here is 3.6 trillion dollars um, in spending cuts that are planned over the next two years. Whether he manages to push that through Congress um, or not is the big question at the moment because there are highly controversial spending cuts. Um, you know, the likelihood is that he's probably not going to be able to do that, um, you know, given how one-sided and biased the, the, the spending cuts are. And I think it's going to have to be a combination of a reduction in the tax cuts he's, he's proposing as well as the spending cuts, um, you know, to reach a more sustainable budget deficit and possibly a balanced budget for the U.S. over the medium to long term. I mean, uh, some companies' news. Let's talk about Pioneer Foods and their results, Nadir. Yeah, look, Sakin, I mean, it wasn't a good set of numbers at all, but the market was really expecting it. Um, you know, they guided towards poor, uh, a poor first half of the year to the end of March, and, uh, you know, that's exactly what it is. We saw earnings declining by 46%, um, you know, for the first six months year and year, um, for the first six months of the 2017 financial year, and that was obviously impacted by the severe drought and, uh, you know, the spiking of uh, white maize prices, uh, you know, towards the back end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017 uh, before the drought relief came through. Um, you know, so the backdrop in which they were operating was was, was very very challenging. Um, you know, although the, the, the CEO did make mention of the fact in the results announcements that uh, not everything was due to external factors. You know, and there were some strategic decisions which they took, uh, which ultimately hurt company performance, and most notably of which was the procurement of four million tons of of of, of maize. Um, in 2016, which obviously operationally really hurt the company, um, you know, given the high price at which they procured that maize. But uh, given that they are the largest consumer of, 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 the, of the crop um, in, in, in South Africa, they say that they stick by their strategic decision and, uh, you know, that obviously didn't, it just had a bad operational result. I mean, if we look forward uh, into the future, um, you know, I think there's going to be significant relief which they experience in the second half of the year as maize prices have come down quite substantially, uh, you know, probably by about 4,000 or just under 4,000 rand a ton, actually, um, which is a fairly significant, or a, a very significant drop in the maize price. We're seeing, in fact, the best maize harvest uh, this year since 1981, you know, so we're seeing a, a massive improvement in the maize harvest, which is going to really help, um, you know, Pioneer Foods in terms of uh, their margins as they procure a lot of maize. So expecting to see a better half of 2017 although, um, you know, one question still the strategic missteps that they took. And, uh, you know, I think of particular concern as well is that their top-line numbers had also come under some pressure, you know, with the South African business accounting for about 85% of sales. We saw that uh, top-line growth there was just 4% in the first half of the year, and the international business, which accounts for 15% of sales, uh, you know, declined by 11%. So even outside of the margin pressures from... uh, Maize, which were maize price increases due to the drought, which was the most significant contributor to declining earnings. Um, you know, there were a couple of other cracks which were showing. Um, you know, which which Pioneer Foods needs to sort out and hopefully can return to their profit trajectory by the 2018 financial year. Well, Nadir, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, and that was Nadir Token.